0: We play with Anthony and Fever. That's a dream lineup for us. There are topics that have to be addressed and I feel like I would cheat if I wouldn't talk about these things. We're gonna bring Bruce Springsteen out and he's gonna play three and a half hours.
1: Hello, welcome back to the Man Overboard podcast. Today we're joined by Mario from Blackout Problems on the build-up to the new album, Riot. Thank you so much for joining us, Mario. How's it going, first of all? How are you doing today?
0: Thank you so much for letting me join. I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm great, actually. Doing good. It's a a cold day over here in England today,
2: but um, making the most of it, getting through it.
1: But speaking of the new album, Riot... I don't really want to I don't know how to jump into this because I feel like the album is starting to tackle some very serious issues and there's some very serious undertones to the album. I wanted to kick off on that note and ask what made you go down that path when writing the songs and recording the songs for Riot.
0: It really matches because we have a very cold day here in Germany as well. So not mm-hmm. only cold in England, um we actually we we always or we started tackling deeper Things a while ago, and I feel like the more the deeper it gets, and the more personal the lyrics get, and the more the heavier it gets, the more people connect with it. And I think we are living in 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 tough times at the moment. There are there are good things as well happening. Um, that's that's for sure. But I think that there are topics that have to be addressed, and um, I I feel like I would like cheat or anything um if i wouldn't talk about these things and every time every time lyrics for example get more personal than than i probably wanted them to be um i i start to sweat and i feel like okay i'm onto something uh here that there's there's something and one one thing that i've noticed is that um the person the more personal it gets um the more people connect with it with their own stories but not they don't, they don't they don't see my story in it they don't see my point of view they see their story and they feel understood and that's that's what um, makes music beautiful and the the talks we have the chats we have after shows at the merch are never about me or about my lyrics or about the other bandmates they're always about the the person uh, who's coming to us and and talking about their situation or their problems or um there's yeah their situation basically and that's 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 comforting so um you're not always afraid to to yeah undress in your lyrics so
2: yeah so it's an interesting um way to explain it there that when you write in the lyrics you start like sweating start becoming overcome with emotion I imagine I'm just interested on how you go about coming up with the lyrics in the first place. Like is it is it topics that are on your mind, things that you've seen in the news? Like what what leads you to, you know, finalizing those lyrics at the end?
0: Yeah, that's everything. It's it's things that you encounter in your personal daily life, in your daily routine. And there's things you see on the news and especially nowadays, there's so much to to discover. If you walk around with open ears and open eyes, then you see so much that that's inspiring you to to write and yeah, I often have topics inside of me that are in my subconscious and that that have to get out and and I I I'm not really the person or we as a band we're not like a master master plan band. We don't have like this this business plan or anything. We just do the stuff we do and what comes out is the thing that we need to talk about. So, um you know what i mean it's not it's not really planned or anything we're not this yeah this business band um with if we write a record and it probably takes us 3 years to do so like like with this one then um we just we just write about stuff that that comes out of us so um with this record we obviously we talk a lot about um we always talk about personal stuff and we talk about stuff that's that's happening in society or that's that's um political i'd say um but we don't have that um yeah we don't have that plan to just talk about this or just talk about that or or uh, we need to make a song about this or that that i think that shouldn't that that wouldn't work with us <laughs> yeah which yeah, is i mean
1: That's good, and I think that'd be tough for a lot of bands if they tried planning it out too far in advance and and going down one route, it'd lead to much worse songs overall. But from the songs that are already out in the world from the new album, I must admit my personal favourite is Funeral. I absolutely love Funeral. And I think that's more of like a that the message that I get from it is more of a love song and kind of the hope that's still in the world uh, and the fact that you can still have those human connections. And I wondered if there was a story behind that song specifically or if it was more just a broad thing of, I know one of the lyrics is, you make me laugh when I want to cry. It's just like about someone or something close to you that brings joy. Was there a specific story behind that song?
0: Yeah, um, totally. Because um, I was, I actually remember, I don't remember, I don't recall writing all the songs that we that, that we've written so far but with this one it's different i was sitting at my living room table and i was thinking about all the songs we had for the record so far and they, they were so dark and it was so negative the stuff that that i wrote about um you know there was there was a very big friendship for me that that, that was over and that i had to had to write about There was um there was nature catastrophes uh going on that I had to write about there were um there's there's a shift to the right in Germany at the moment that i i cannot not write about <laughs> so there was so much negative stuff and um in between all that uh I thought I do feel kind of, uh, like I've forgotten about the positive things in in life and I do wanna give a big shout out to those who were at my side when i've felt lost and lonely and and didn't didn't know how to to proceed um with the things that I'm doing but there were always people at my side and I wanted to um yeah I want to give them a shout out with this song so I don't know I was just sitting there with my guitar in the living room and the, the chorus was there so so I was I was very it was very natural and it's so funny that you say that you like that song because I was actually I was very convinced that this song is a great song. But on the other mm. hand, I was so nervous about about the whole thing because the production is very poppy. Yeah. And since this is the first record that I've produced on my own, it was I was very I was very nervous about uh, sending this out to the world because our fans are probably used to a very energetic show and a very yeah rock sounds and and stuff like that since we're not we're a rock band but then we're also not really a rock band you know uh if if you if you've listened to the record and you know what I'm I'm talking about so we have these energetic sounds and songs but uh with funeral there was a different energy it was like a positive energy and we've basically never ever started a chorus on a major chord that's like that's what the fuck? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have showed that song to to the engineer that I was recording with, and and he was like, "Wow, man, that's a song." And and I was, I was really, yeah, you think you think that's a good song? And um, there was one situation where we talked to our management and label, and they they were telling me that we don't have enough singles, and and the record's not done yet. You have to write more songs. And I had this song in my back pocket, and I was. Mm. I wasn't really angry at them because I knew that I had funeral in my back pocket. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you something next week." And um, yeah, it was just like that that uh, um, we, I got the best uh, feedback on 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 that song, but also everyone was a bit like shy about releasing it because because it's it's poppy and and yeah. But it's so funny because people that have been listening to us for like. Five or six, seven years they they came up to me saying that this is their favorite song so far, so that gives me a lot of hope and a lot of um like strength to to continue doing what I'm doing in just going down that path that blackout problems can be anything we want it to be, and it's it's not really just in this in this sometimes pretty narrow minded um, band world where you only have drums, guitar, and bass. But we can also do, explore that and 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 play around with that and experiment with that. And that's actually what we do because a lot of a lot of the sounds that you you hear in the songs, um, sound like synth so- uh, sounds, but they're actually guitars that just mm. modified and and sound different. So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love the answer. And as I said, it's my favorite song. So the more I learn about it, the happier I am. But I completely agree, even compared to the other songs that have been released so far for the album, it kind of sits in its own lane. It's a very unique song and I absolutely love it. It's going to be on my playlist probably for the rest of time. So I'm happy that you made the dive and actually chose to release it. But you said something there that I found really interesting and it was kind of that quote unquote rock music. And, and I wanted to know what it's like maybe in Germany in comparison to the UK, because obviously we have a much better view of it here. I feel like the rock scenes, whether you want to go into the sub-genres of rock, can be very difficult. Like Once you've broken into those and you've got a core fan base, it's quite hard to be able to broaden your horizons a little bit and, and start to make other music without people becoming a little bit offended. Or you even see it in certain genres of music or even certain types of rock where people won't want new fans because they're like well you haven't been listening to this for the last 20 years so so why do you think this is is there a similar thing like that in germany or is it more just in the uk it's
0: hard to say and i think that we're living in times that where everything's shifting and and genres are not that it's not that um important anymore i think um because people are if you if you look at something like the spotify Wrapped. Um, graphics that everyone was posting in in December. There are people that have like their top fives are consists of I don't know. Bring Me the Horizon, Post Malone, and Taylor Swift or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's so mixed up uh, at the moment. And um, I don't know. Bands like The National um, make songs with uh, Taylor Swift, and for example, that's like these are two different worlds. But then again, it's not. It's not. It's it, that's just music, and that's that's how things work. And um for us I think in 2016 we've released our first record and that was really basic rock we went into the studio for 3 days just recorded our songs that we've written in our rehearsal space and it was very basic rock music I think with a few effects and stuff but it's it's very basic band music and uh with our second record Chaos in 2018 we broke with that immediately and and started to um We we started having a very electronic electronic influenced style. And Mm -hmm. I've I've listened to a lot of techno and um I thought that I wanted to implement that into our music as well. So so we had like five minute long songs with beats and stuff. So we broke with the rock scene back then, I think. Um but still there um, with every new release we do that there's always this feeling of do we keep our fans or do we scare them off <laughs> we we never know we never know but um, in the moment of creating you're not thinking about an audience you're just thinking about creating a good song and if you like it or not and especially if you don't live off making music or you don't you, you're not you don't have the pressure of having a, a big hit record then or you don't have the pressure of keeping your fans then you just can be free and do whatever you like and um the second part of your question uh if we have that in germany i think in germany especially um yeah that's i guess there is a scene that um but but we don't have we we have a rock scene but it's 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 i think it's a bit different um than than the rock scene in the UK or in the US I think it's it's a bit more open and it's a because it's not that big I think but I'm not really a scene guy. I used to go to to a lot of shows and I was really um, punk rock and hardcore music were like my my go-to thing because I I really liked the the vibe of the shows but then again I always felt that in scenes there are always people who tend to be a bit narrow-minded. Only like this sort of music, and and that shifted in the last years. I think. Um, I I think that there's there's a lot of um, there's more open mindedness about that, and especially in in Germany, there was one point. It was like I don't know. In, I think in 2011, I think. Um. There. There, there was a, there was a rapper, and he put out a record with um, songs that were played by a band, um, and he really, he really got into the, the, the punk rock or the, the rock and hardcore scene, and he, but he also had like this huge hip hop fan base, and then it also was so um, successful that it, that it was a mainstream hit. His name is Casper, and uh, I think that that was one point where i thought okay genres are not that it's not that linear again um you 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 can do anything you want to and and yeah that's yeah. I
2: think there used to be there used to be a lot of gatekeeping going on with a lot of genres like that. Your you metals and your rocks. There was a lot of if you're not a proper metal head, then you can't listen to this kind of music. If you haven't got long hair, you can't listen to this, that, <laughs> and the other. But like you're saying, in the past, I reckon about five years or so, we have seen a lot of you know genre bending and people kind of mixing and matching between the two. And it's not like it hasn't happened in the past. Like in the late '90s, we had like Anthrax and Run DMC, and you know we had all these collaborations of bring rappers. back
1: Jersey and Linkin parks,
2: collision costs. Exactly
1: that, exactly
2: that. So it's always been in the, you know, the infrastructure of music have been these collaborations between artists that are from different genres. Mm. Um, But moving away from um, the genre side of things, uh, your last album, you were talking about um, previous works there, your last album, Dark, actually did uh, pretty well in the German album charts from what I saw um i was just curious if you could um like go into any detail about how this success might have influenced your newest release or whether it doesn't really resonate with the band that much you know does the success of your previous album then influence where you're going to take your next one
0: yeah that that's a funny thing because we're very german if it comes to that <laughs> um by the way i love i love how how the uk people always joke about our, our um you know our German uh, efficiency and, and stuff like that. We've got a lot of great jokes about that um, when we play in the UK. Um, but if it comes to that, uh, it, it's it's that's that's so strange because I feel like if we, if a band from from the states or something like that would have would have like we we were number twelve in in the album charts with our last record they would like post it big time and be proud of it and stuff like that and we really struggled with that we really struggled with that we 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 didn't even properly post the the um the graphic we got um for for that because we, we were like i don't know it feels it feels weird to to like to say hey you know what we did the 12 that's amazing for a band that that started at zero and and went you know that's that Was like an amazing feel, but on the other hand, um, uh, it we we str- yeah, we, we're a bit too German <laughs> for that, <laughs> very uh, humble. Know what I mean, yeah. yeah, 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 that's 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 sometimes being humble, I'm, I mean, is, is a great thing, but sometimes it's it really, um, it makes it hard to like celebrate your su- success a little bit. I mean, our success is very. Um, small compared to other bands but it's that's something you know we've started as a school band or uh, you know um, we rehearsed it in our parents basement and no one would have thought that we would play um, any any big festivals or, or do a chart entry like that and so but we did it and that's fine but we yeah we're not the people who pat ourselves on the back too much but it didn't really have an influence on 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 the new record um it just gives us a little pressure to like do we um can we do that again or um does that if the next record charts at i don't know 50 it's a flop you know it's um, i don't know that's 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 basically stupid but that's how the market um works you know there's always there's always a bit pressure and you always want to um outdo yourselves and be better and better but the thing is that the most important thing is the music and i think um the record has to be different not even better it has to be different we don't want to make the same record over again that that would feel like cheating again
1: yeah i think when looking into and doing a lot of research for this pod One thing that I really liked about the band is it seems you put a lot of energy and effort into obviously the the records and the albums, but also the overall artistic image of the band. I feel like maybe music videos are looked down upon a little bit nowadays. No one really cares about music videos, but when I watch some of your guys' music videos, they're amazing. It seems like there's a lot of thought and time and energy put into those. And I wondered if that's something that just comes from passion, uh, putting a lot of energy into all the different fields and I wondered if there was any music videos in the past that stuck in your mind that has then gone on to inspire some of yours.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, we have a friend uh, whose name is Benny. He's He's like our video guy since 2015. Mm. Um, we've met him at a show and, and he was so drunk, but uh, we became <laughs> friends. And uh, yeah, I think two or three weeks later, we um we shared a van and went to Brighton to shoot our first video and we we actually didn't have a plan you know uh, just like with everything in our band we didn't have a big master plan with that we just wanted to shoot a video somewhere where we haven't been before and um, at that point we've never played in the UK um properly and we I don't know we did a vacation there once and and brought our guitar so. We did some music on the streets, but we haven't played a show there. And um, so we took all our stuff, went to the UK, made our first video uh, with Bernie. And it turned out so good that, that for him, it was like the motivation to, to keep going and to, to improve every time we do new music videos. And for us, it was like, yeah, we have our team. We have a go-to person. Um, He's the one, he's responsible. And um, we're going to do crazy stuff together. And, yeah, every time we do um, video shoots, it's always the same. We're always like, our heads are blank. We don't have an idea. We're, we're like, we're sitting there and going crazy. You know, we have a deadline. We need to shoot something on this day or on that day. And, and we plan everything. Um, or last time, for example, with this record, we went to France. And uh, just a few days before for the trip, we, I don't know, we had basically nothing we didn't we didn't have an uh, had a place to sleep there and, and stuff like that so uh it's always very improvised but it turns out great at the end and the adventure that we do like taking a trip to somewhere um to somewhere else it's it's often the thing that um, inspires us on the on the go so yeah it's not not everything is planned out and um, that's a great thing but visually an inspiration for our videos I think there was once one video that we really loved. It was from it, the song's called Halo. The band is called um Sorority Noise, I think. Okay. Um
2: yeah, do you know that video? It's I don't yeah, know the video, but I know the band. I'm aware of the band, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy because they, they um did images that are very like emotional um and it fits the music and it's just it's just something that that gives the music more depth, I think.
1: You've got a very good relationship with the UK, UK crowds, and a huge relationship with a massive UK band in Enter Shikari. Is it Enter Shikari or Shikari? Shik- I don't know. Shikari. Is, that... is yeah, it Shikari? Yeah. Have okay. confidence, have confidence. Enter Shikari. Um, what was it like uh, making a song with Rue for the new record?
0: That was like a life goal for us, actually, because mm. we've been fans of the band for a long time, and we've applied for each- every tour, I think. Uh, they did, and we've never heard uh back from them until, yeah, f- uh, um, like one or two years ago, we we got a contact to their management, and they uh like um, we've asked about doing a song with Rao, and he was uh the I think the management wrote something like yeah, obviously Blackout Problems have been very vocal about being fans of Enter Shikari over the past few years, and and we and <laughs> you know. Um, every time we've been asked, is there any artist that you love to collaborate with? He was always first choice, and um because it 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 fits on the one hand and on the other hand it's like it's it's for us as fans it's great to um to do a song together and he's so creative and his lyrics are amazing so yeah, life goal on the one hand and then on the other hand, they wrote us um they sent us an offer to to open up for them in the u k and which was mental for us. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something that we really didn't take for granted. It was um, great to open up for them, first of all, and then they treated us so good and they asked us if you want to do the same thing in Germany and Belgium again, and we did that. So um, the next tour that's coming up um, starts in February and we play with Antje and Fever, and yeah, that's that's a dream lineup for us. So um, the band, the management, the crew, um, they're all so nice. They're so nice to us and we actually have no idea how we um how we got that lucky, you know. That's it's it's honestly a dream come true because some bands that you really love and that that you really um I don't know, um that you really like the music of, and you probably um, um, ah, I'm lost for words now. Um, you,
2: I imagine you kind of draw inspiration from them. In yeah, a way.
0: yeah, totally, totally. If you draw inspiration from a band, and then it turns out that that these these guys are really great guys, it's it's just a win-win situation for 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 everybody, and especially for you, as a fan. That's 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 really great.
2: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people do tend to say don't meet your heroes, but it sounds like in that situation it might have been a good thing to meet your hero because it turns out that they're actually just a nice guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I don't want to meet every hero uh, and and I, I don't think that I have that many heroes, but you know, it, it some heroes can turn out to be assholes, but these <laughs> uh, guys turned out to be really 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 great and humble guys and and I, I can't really exp- I don't have the words to explain that but it does there was such a magic um and it was it was very friendly and uh, on the other hand we've never you know we've never felt like out of place or anything sometimes you you like it's i don't know you're the support band and we've never like felt like the awkward support band and that's that's a thing that i really draw inspiration from because i wanted. I want to give our support bands the same feeling. You know, they're they bands that accompany mm-hmm. us, and they're not like the opening act. That's that's mm-hmm. unimportant. So that's that's really in, uh, important for us. And um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, Shikari personally. Um, and I know a, a lot of people have had interactions with Rao and they've all said the same thing, you know, a really nice guy, you know, with Rory from the band, any member of the band just seems really nice. And I'm really, it, it seems like a very good collaboration for Blackout Problems and Shikari because a lot of the topics that you touch on are very similar. I know that you know, Shikaria constantly going in on a political stance for some certain stuff, you know, issues with the world. So you two joining together seemed like a very good pairing between the two. And, you know, here in the track itself, you can definitely tell that, you know, it was meant to be, that, that those two those two styles were meant to hit each other eventually. Um, so I was just curious as to how you found the writing process as a collaboration with another artist. As your back catalog doesn't have a whole, there's not a large amount of collaborations previously. So I just wondered how working with someone else affected the songwriting style versus writing your own music.
0: So first of all, um, the reason why we don't have that many collaborations um, is be- we've always we've written a record and then we were thinking about hey do we want to have some features on that record and it's always the same the, the record's gotten too personal to let anybody else in and we're not um, we weren't that interested in in getting a feature from another band that our label probably wanted us to do or uh, like this business collaboration thing that a lot of bands do and sometimes it works out and and it's sometimes it's You know, that's, that's, um, that's, but there's a risk to that because, um, once you write with another person, you have to open up so much and you have to give away so much of yourself and, and show them demos. And that's really personal. So yeah, I was always a bit afraid of that. Um, with Rao, it was different because I've sent him two demos. Um, I did, and I just wrote him a pretty long email with, um, um yeah i i wrote him what inspired me to do to to write the track and with gloves um he he chose or actually i don't know um how that worked out i think he asked me which one do you want me to work on and i said try gloves because i think that one um i could imagine him on, on that tra- uh, track really well um so I just sent him a picture of the Ahrtal in Germany that's 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 an area that was um completely uh, destroyed by by a f- um, rain and a flood um, a river turned into a monster um there and destroyed so many homes and there was a big discussion about um who was to blame and is it about um um does the climate have anything to do with it and and stuff like that? you know these these pros and cons, and these um, politicians that that go into the ruins of these of these homes and and talk, I don't know. It it, it was just to... They used the situation in a very bad way, and I was really fucked up by that. So um, we. Uh, I had my parts and my lyrics of the song finished and recorded and sent it over to him. And he um, wrote his part and, and sent it back to me. And I really vividly remember when I got uh, a WhatsApp by him and there was this Dropbox link popping off. And I was like, wow, that's it. <laughs> I listened to it and jumped around the studio was like, wow, I can't, I cannot believe having, um, this voice and the lyrics on, on a track of, of, of our band. Well, um, yeah, that was, it's a really great fit. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm really happy that, that these applications that we did for, um for tours in the past didn't work out because now I think that we are um in a state where we really know we, we, yeah, we kind of know who we are and what we do and we developed our style and we're not, too influenced um anymore by other bands so i think we can go on tour with n shikari and and um really draw inspiration from that and and there are heroes but we we're not coming home from this tour and and um changing our style to be exactly like shikari that that's that will be like um that's but that's probably a thing that that could have happened like back in the days when we started out I don't know
2: I think I think nowadays as well if you are going to be t- uh, touring with Shikari with how similar your kind of views are and the topics in your songs and how open Shikari's fan base is as a whole I can imagine you will have a lot of crossover of fans that when they come to the Shikari shows and see you guys on there as well will then in turn end up listening to you so I think it'll be a yeah, really I th- big it's, push for It's fans.
1: definitely a fitting uh, pairing isn't it the message within the songs uh, maybe not so much the sound uh, there's obviously a little bit of crossover there but the message within the songs is definitely yeah. very similar and i think that you will you'll get a big crossover and yeah that's a, it's a good tour, that, isn't it? it's a it good is, tour. Yeah. i remember when we we're setting this podcast up i was under the impression that you were going to be supporting in the uk as well and i got excited for a second and i was like oh no is there any plans for a uk tour around the new album
0: yes there is yeah uh-huh. and we actually um we're just planning a um european tour um and i think most the um i think the uk is is the country with most of our dates so i think Good we stuff. even play more uk dates than germany dates i think <laughs> oh, wow wow glad to I hear think it so though. but um yeah we're i'm getting not, spoiled not sure. yeah <laughs> yeah you guys should come and 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 yeah it would be great to meet you in person as well so yeah, i think, we'll um, definitely be there i think we're giving away these dates in february
1: Okay, okay. Well we'll keep we'll keep tight lipped until then, other than the people that hear this. But well, I mean it'll probably go out in February anyway, so we're good. But speaking of touring gigs, festivals, there's a question we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, right? And Mario, we want your dream festival. This is a hard one to answer. It takes people a minute, but what we want is a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday night headliner for your dream festival, dead or alive, it can be any artist. We've we've had all sorts. We've had super groups, we've had people say, I want to see this
2: person performing with this band so honestly it's open to anything
0: all right okay um yeah i I think i'm going to start with the sunday because i think that the the end of it um should be uh the doors oh Oh, okay yeah fantastic
2: choice yeah yeah to close it all out on the sunday evening nice set from the
1: doors i like that
0: yeah that's good yeah two hours set yeah.
1: I mean you yeah. can go 4 hours if you want just keep up in the time <laughs> yeah. do, do, do every song.
0: Yeah, I think I think um they're going to be a great fit for a festival and then um especially for Sunday. Um you know what we 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 uh we're going to close the festival on Sunday afternoon because you know okay. it's
1: you just want to get home early beat the traffic or that's don't it. have to <laughs> camp for an extra night.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it that's it. And um I'm pretty tired Sunday nights anyway, so um, yeah. Yeah, It's it's always tough, isn't it? Yeah, 4 p.m. on a Sunday with uh, The Doors. They are actually supported by The National, I think. That's going to be an easy Sunday for everybody. And yeah, on Saturday, I um, I think we should do a rock day and...
1: I can see the answers flying around in your head. Who should yeah. I pick? Who's, who's like, your number one favorite? You know, see, the thing you know
0: is... we should... Sorry.
1: No, 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 no. I always get a bit excited by this question. Yeah. I'm just like, I start going off instead of actually listening to your answers. Go on. Who have we got on Saturday for the Rock Day?
0: I think we should start with Young Bands, and then, uh, um, like... Maybe for example, like Boston Manor, they could Ooh, they could open up
1: Boston oh, Manor. Oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. Then maybe we could like, or we could, um, yeah, another UK band. Apologies, I have none. We've toured with them, but they're they're not doing anything at the moment. I think, mm-hmm. um, and then probably we should like bring the best live acts at the moment and. Yeah, for example, I think BMTH are great and um mm-hmm. I haven't seen them for a while, but but um obviously on YouTube I've I've watched a few things and they've improved big time and we should bring Shikari. I mean they bring us without them. So um probably I'd love to see Youngblood. I've never seen him. Oh so, right. yeah. Yeah, do you know what
1: I've not? I've seen Bring Me The Horizon, but only for a short period of time. Um, I've, seen him a couple of times. I've seen him at Leeds Festival last year, where I, but I was I kind of just stopped off for a bit because I was on the way to see Arctic Monkeys. Um, well, they've they've started to throw
2: a lot of their old stuff back into the set again, mm. which is really interesting to see. Ollie hit those uh, those growls and those gutter rolls that he used to do with such power still today. Um, but I, I I mean those bands for the Saturday would be fantastic. Yeah, young
1: energetic day. Young blood has such good energy on stage. Like, I've seen him a couple times, and every time the crowd's been wild, and he's just on the best vibe possible. Mm-hmm. He, he never seems upset to be on stage. He's always grateful. So yeah, you've got a you've got a good day there. You've got one day left though
0: Yeah, we, we're not we're not. I'm not finished for the Saturday. Just uh, <laughs> oh, we, we have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're gonna bring the Gallagher brothers. Yeah, oh, for the yeah. Oasis reunion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is big. 60 minutes of hits, but then. Um, at like ten p.m. or something, we're gonna bring Bruce Springsteen out, and he's gonna play three and a half hours, and he's gonna he's gonna show all the young bands how it's done. You know, he's like seventy two years old, but I've seen him in June, and he's played a, a stadium here in, here in Munich, and it was like unbelievable. The whole band was so they they played so good. It was that that was crazy. Um, and that's well, a show I think where we've everyone.
1: Ju- yeah. We've just learned why the Sunday is going to have to finish midday. Sunday finishes at two p.m. because on the Saturday we're up from ten a.m. until twelve <laughs> at night partying.
0: Yeah, and you know what? The Friday is going to be the clubbing day. So uh, oh, on Friday yeah. we're going to bring the electronic artists, and we're going to start with a uh, UK act as well. Um, ben B, do you know her?
1: I- I've heard, but I don't know. Like I can't claim to be a fan, so I will. I will pretend I am
0: yeah she's she's doing like this pop drum and poppy drum and bass stuff and okay. um then we're going to bring the headliners are a band from germany um or a trio from germany um moderat it's i've been thinking a lot about which styles are from which country and and if germany has like one style that's that's big in germany and big out of germany you know it's maybe not it's not rooted in Germany or anything or originated from Germany, but um, if it, it's techno, I think it, it's a
2: hundred percent techno. Yeah, yeah,
0: Berlin has big techno scene and 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 Leipzig, for example. But um, and there are great artists uh, that play all over the world, and I think that there are not too many. There there are few, but not too many pop or rock or hip hop artists that do the same thing, um, out of Germany. So I think on on Friday we're gonna do uh. The electronic day. Yeah. More you gotta check them out.
1: Okay, okay I'll, I'll give him a listen. Day. I agree though, Germany does seem to have quite a big scene in techno and maybe electronic music as a whole, because I think most British people dream of going to Bergheim one day. I don't know if you've ever been, but I hear so much about that place. And apparently I've had friends who have been to Berlin and tried to get in. When I went, I didn't even bother. I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna go do other things. I can't I can't be bothered trying to get in. But yeah.
2: There's, there's also you've also got some bands a bit like um, Electric Cowboy as well, which is kind of blending the the barriers between metal and techno, which is such a cool combination of the two. So I think it's definitely a prevalent genre over there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, I've never been to Berlin as well, but um, yeah, you hear stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that is interesting. i, I often just what i want to go in for like five minutes just to know if it's as good as people say it is but speaking of elusive shows, not that this is an elusive one, but you guys have such energetic shows whenever you're on tour. And you, you said earlier in the pod as well about how much energy it takes out you, like putting into the creative process, et cetera. How does it feel after releasing a new album and a new song when you get on stage and you can hear the people singing those tunes back to you? Because obviously I'm not a musician myself. I've never felt anything like that. I imagine it's such a high. I want to know from your point of view what that's really like.
0: Yeah, it's... It's a really big honor to to you know get these sing alongs back that's to have a crowd sing your song it's it's a celebration of so many of so many emotions it's it's hard to describe but um it always i don't know it's uh I feel like I'm very very grateful for these moments and they're just fleeting by they're so it's so a show can be can be over so fast that you really have to like breathe in for a second and and enjoy enjoy that because when we started out and we were like 15 16 17 years old we I've always dreamed about having this chaotic scenes in front of the stage where everyone's jumping and everyone's like crowd surfing and doing crazy stuff. And now every time that happens, every time that that, that you know the crowd goes goes wild because obviously it's not always the case, but if, if it happens and the whole the the energy is in the room and everything's like perfectly lined up, I feel I feel most at home in, inside of this chaos. That's 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 for sure.
2: Yeah so so speaking of of live shows is there any is there any particular songs that you as a band enjoy playing are there any that each member of the band prefers more than others you know is there any like just complete band favorites
0: Yeah um I'm pretty sure that all the new songs are going to be favorites uh, because it's always great to play new songs but um yeah we have a song on our last record Dark. Um, the song's called Darling, and it's like this six or seven minutes long song, and that's a favorite of ours because we we have this very long outro, and it's it's um very long instrumental outro, and it gives us the time to like breathe for a second, and then really click, um, and then it's just us four we play and play and play, and that's that's. What it's about and we can kind of lose ourselves in the in in the music for a moment and that that's that's always a great a great moment um during our shows
1: now I feel like it give you a second to actually take in what's going on and and what's going on around you. But I also wanted to ask on the live shows: Are there any moments from your time on the road? Any funny stories that stand out? Anything? Any crowd interactions? You know, most bands have something where, oh yeah, there was this one time I fell off the top of the tour bus while trying to go to the toilet or something. Is there anything along those lines?
0: It's so hard to to, to pick one because once you ask you 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 have nothing. <laughs> but um. Yeah, there was one time when it didn't really happen on stage, but it happened afterwards. We had a great show in Prague in Czech Republic, and uh, we were in the hotel room. And our um, photo guy Paul, he we, we 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 came home from the show, and we were like really pumped and and showing great. And so we went into our room, and we we shared a room. Um, Mo, me, and Paul. So we were three guys in one room. Mm. Um, the cheapest version that you can get. <laughs> so we had a Bluetooth box, cranked it up, and just jumped around. And Paul was very sure that our sound guy would stop by at the room and and just knock. And we had we had this toaster, this sandwich toaster, and we always like uh, had these cooking sessions after the shows in our hotel room. And he was he was wearing underwear, but um. Yeah, I don't know how that happened and I don't know why I, I'm telling this, but um he right asked for a story and here is one. <laughs> um so it knocked at, at the door and he he ran to the door, cranked it open, and then jumped and turned around and like um his his ass was the first thing that he you he, he gotta see and yeah, and then it was not our sound guy opening the door, but oh. it was, um, there was just a neighbor, which was, yeah, some girl, um, that was standing there and she was actually German and she was looking at him. And, you know, I just shit my pants. I was so, <laughs> I was laughing so hard. And, and she was like, Are you fucking crazy? Out of, out of your mind? Have you, have you seen what time it is? And, and, um, in German, obviously. And he was like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. And uh, closed the door. And that was the most embarrassing thing ever for him. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. So that, that's the first thing I come up with. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, we we are pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you can't tell that story I mean I suppose it wasn't you that wasn't been normal there but I know you mentioned earlier in the pod about the production side of this album and how this is the first album that you yourself have produced how have you found that experience and how has that differed in comparison to previous records is there a little bit more freedom there
0: um, yeah there's there's so much freedom but on the other hand it's like having um, a blank page and then you have all the colors in the world to to fill it so you first have to like decide on a pen, and you have to uh, find out what it is you really want to do. When we started out in two thousand and twenty-one, it was I had I had to first of all like experiment a lot, and I did something like forty demos um, before I really knew what I was doing, and and I really had a direction that I um, I wanted to go to because there are. With blackout problems, as I said in the beginning, it's like we can be, or we we want to have the freedom to be anything. So first of all, we have to find out what what it is that we want to be, or what we what we're trying to do. And that the only thing to find that out is by doing it. So um, yeah, um, there again is the thing with having no master plan. Always gives you uh, like the pressure to first find out what what is it that that um you're doing at the moment so yeah that was that was kind of hard to for me to find out but once i got it i was like yeah um now we we really sound like we want to sound and there's no there's no producer um telling us what to do first of all producers are never never your enemy they're always your friend and they always help you and guide you and um but yeah and we've always had great producers, but doing it yourself, um, you kind of yeah, you have more freedom and and you you don't have that person who tells you what to do, and that's sometimes the the problem with self-producing, obviously
1: yeah i can imagine it as i said it gives a whole new level of freedom to the songs and i think in a weird way as well though for yourself surely it adds an extra layer of stress because not only it's kind of like doing two different people's jobs in one so how have you found balancing that act as, as the build-up to this album obviously said you started it in 2021 so it's been a long time coming has it taken longer than you expected i bet you're absolutely buzzing to get it out now and show the world
0: Yeah, actually, I knew that there was so much work and and it took its time and uh, that was all right for me. But uh, um, the other guys and and our manager were just telling me that, you know, next time we should do that in a bit, you know, um, uh, you should do that in a year and not in three years or something. (laughs) But um, yeah, sometimes it just takes its time and and I, I didn't feel... I don't know. I think Riot just needed that time, and there was a lot going on inside the band as well. We um, we went from a four piece to a three piece, and there was so much figuring out and and finding ourselves again. And I was thinking about what is it that that what is Blackout Problems really? What what is the essence of us as a band, and what's the essence of our songs and and our lyrics, and um, you know. After being in a band for almost ten years, it's something that you should um, give some thought to, and, and just take your time and and yeah, um, like uh, reflecting on yourself is, is is probably the best way to put it. So this this record oh. is really it's about the band and it's about it's about um it's about the band in a way and reflecting on us uh, a lot.
2: I was going to say, it sounds like a lot. A lot of thought and time has been put into this project as a whole from all aspects of the band. Um, so I think it's going to be a real treat for fans to listen to. Because, I mean, it, it, I mean, from the songs that we've
1: heard, you know, it it, it does sell itself. It's it's a, it's a great album. I mean, to be fair, I've I've heard the whole thing. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I managed to get I so managed much. to get a sneak peek, and honestly, I think it's it's going to blow up. And I genuinely can't wait for that UK tour. So to close things off, I wanted to ask if there's any particular message you wanted to share with the world because I know you you're sharing a lot of messages within the album. It doesn't have to be something political. It doesn't have to be anything. But I just wondered if there was a message you wanted to share with the world to close things off here.
0: Uh, at the moment, I'm reading a book. I think the English title of it is "Humankind." It's by, um, or oh, I don't know how to pronounce to pronounce it, but it basically says that we, as a human kind, are not um, are not bad in uh, the origin of us. It's not bad. It's good, and that's that's something that we have to remind ourselves at the moment. We have to be kind and be helpful and stretch out our arms and um, try to talk with people and try to um, like um, embrace it. You know, it's, it's, we, we have a big challenge. We have big challenges to overcome at the moment. And I mean, it's, it's 2024, and we still have wars in this world. I think that this is really childish, and we have to grow up now. Um, I think that we have one line on the record. It's, do you know what peace is? Do you know what peace is? It's a late adolescence, and that's that's something that I, I don't know. I've never really, I've never. Um, oh, well, let me say that again. I really do think that we need to end these conflicts that we have all the time and we need to, to overcome that. And that's, that's, that's the most important thing in the world right now uh, to, to group together and then face the challenges that, that we have to face because there's so much more coming that we, we cannot overcome by being in a war. Um, we have to like, get it together now. So I think my message is get shit together.
2: I mean, yeah, succinct right at the end there. Fantastic. I think that's a great message to put out into the world, especially in the current situation.
1: Yeah, 100%. I I second that to the moon and back, literally. I think any war that's still going on in this day and age, there's many more things that humanity should be concentrating on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we can get plenty more of that message on Riot, which is out February 23rd. So anyone listening, go check out the new record when it comes out on February 23rd. And if you're in the UK, you'll probably see us at one of the Blackout Problems shows, especially if there's a Leeds one, which I'm praying there is. So thank you so much, Mario. We've, I've absolutely loved it's this chat. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I'm sure we'll do it again in person when you're in the UK.
0: Oh, perfect! That will be so great. I'd I, uh, I'd love to meet you in person soon. And thank you so much for taking your time and and um, uh, yeah, um, listening to our band. Thank you so so much. Thank no worries. Too.
1: Thank you.